Franklin, come here, sweetie. Honey, we have to we have to talk for a little bit without you. I'm sorry. I know that hurts your feelings. Are you okay, Franklin? You're not. Come here and talk with us. Okay. Franklin, you want to record a podcast? Hey guys, happy Friday and welcome to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey guys, it's Caitlin. We are home again for this episode because there have been torrential storms all night and recording in the car was going to be a nightmare and also we wanted to come back and comfort our dog Ella. So we are back at the home for the home podcast. The storm, like you mentioned. Yes. Not only was the reason for us recording a podcast at home, but was also the reason that an entire ceiling tile (laughs) fell 20 feet in the middle. In the middle of the movie. I saw it out of the corner of my eye. Did you Mm -hmm. catch it? I saw it too. I watched the whole thing. I saw it starting to peel Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh no. And like (laughs) as my as my thought process was going oh no i saw it fall and i was like oh my god i thought it fell on somebody at first Mm -hmm. but then everybody laughed right no one was like screaming or anything right it looked dangerously close to a person because it fell on one of the staircases like Mm -hmm. that's literally where you leave the (laughs) movie theater which is like on the end of an aisle people laugh people gasp it's like a moment of like the whole theater's like what what do we do theater by the way an entirely packed theater and like a minute passes by and i could just like sense abby like already leaving her seat With the anxiety of like the fact that no one else had no gotten one up got yet. Up. And so she just leans over to me and goes, I'm going to go tell someone. And I was like, I already knew they that. They had to like, know. And so she leaves and all of the like 50 year old women sitting next to us just go, oh, good. She's going to tell someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all their husbands weren't. No one got they were up. like this. OK, so we saw a movie that no surprise to anybody there was a massive amount of women in the audience. Mm-hmm. But there were like a couple of husbands and boyfriends that were drug along. Mm-hmm. And I was like, surely someone will get up and tell somebody. Or like, I was thinking maybe like a Karen who was upset yeah. about it. But they were all so invested in this movie that no one left their seats to go tell the place that their ceiling was collapsing. Yes. <laughs> and then it leaked the entire movie after that. Just a whole movie was just drip, drip. It was hilarious, though, because when I walked in, everyone kind of like it was a mixture of like cheers and laughter. Yes, because she walks in with two of the employees of the movie theater <laughs> and she does this motion with her finger. She points to the ceiling and points her finger down to the floor. <laughs> and the whole theater watched her do that and laughed Yeah, because we like all just like experience a trauma bond of yeah. the ceiling tile falling incredible oh my god so here we are we're at home and the reason why there were so many women in the audience was because we saw where the crawdads sing Mm -hmm. which is a adaptation of a highly popular book Mm -hmm. um, written by delia owens Uh So the summary is, abandoned as a girl, Kaya raised herself in the dangerous marshlands of North Carolina. 
For years, rumors of the Marsh Girl haunted Barkley Cove, isolating the sharp and resilient Kaya from her community. Drawn to two young men from town, she opens herself to a new and startling world. Being that the book is so popular and that the majority of the people who will plan to see this movie have already read the book. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like our listeners who don't plan on seeing it would benefit from us kind of switching things up this week. Yes. We are going to do a spoiler podcast. So if you have not read the book and you plan to, or if you are seeing the movie and you don't know the plot yet, you can either turn us off or you can stay for the ride if you don't plan on <laughs> yeah. partaking in any of you that. You pick your poison on this one. Yeah. What I told Abby before we left for the movie is like, if people wanted to read this book, they've probably already read it. Right. So like, I mean, this book has been out for a while, I presume. Yeah. I, I years, I think. And yeah. Every single woman that I know has read, read this book. I have not read this book. <laughs> shocking. But which you is haven't. shocking because usually when women are flocking to a book, I also flock to you said book. Sprinted to Verity. So Ugh, and what a what a trip that was. <laughs> what a weird ride that was. <laughs> so I never bought into the book craze, even with the Reese Witherspoon stamp of approval right. and the Which is whole funny thing. because like We've had that book on our shelf for a long time, and I'm guessing your mom gave it to you. Yes, she did. Because we just have a collection of Marty's books at our house. We do have a collection of Marty's books. And I have to say, I usually like the books that my mom gives me. They're usually pretty good. But you never touched that one. Guys, I just need to like go on record as saying, again, if you know Abby, you'll know how funny this is. Abby Mutchler read where the crawdads sing from cover to cover (laughs) in like three days she read where the crawdads sing Uh, she's a little (laughs) reese witherspoon book club member (laughs) look at her go i emailed (laughs) reese witherspoon afterwards listen i had a lot of thoughts and feelings and i'm sure if you follow me personally on instagram you followed my my adventure into this book yes because i was very vocal about it i thought that it was going to be a murder mystery but -hmm. just like a really well-written one because it was getting like a little more like american novel vibes Mm -hmm. than it was like crime thriller like the like the ruth ware books that we normally read so i read it and let's just say until the last five pages i had no idea why people liked it yes and i had the theory and i kept telling you i was Mm -hmm. like it's because of the ending it's Mm because of the ending but overall i thought that it was dull very cookie cutter romancy love triangle i think you even like sort of uh, maybe you did or maybe i just made this connection because you kind of told me the whole plot like a little bit like nicholas sparksy very yeah. Because of like where it's set in the South and it's like the girl and like the one guy that's bad for her and the guy that's good for her. And like, uh-huh. it's kind of like we just did a Nicholas Sparks novel, but like threw in a touch of murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A dash of murder. Just a little sprinkle of murder. So I'm going to do my best to not just like pan everything right away because we all know my bias with the book. Sure. So I'm going to let you go first. We're yeah. going to focus on the movie here. Okay. The movie. What are your thoughts? It just didn't do it for me. It did nothing. It did really and truly nothing. And there were like 
a lot of moments moments where like I was laughing uh-huh because of how bad it was yeah. <laughs> and they pretty much just made it into a romance movie yeah they did they went they leaned completely into that yeah it felt like I was watching what's that um the Miley Cyrus one the last song the last song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I would say the last song was better it, yeah. it was borderline like lifetime movie or uh-huh. like freeform yeah i would i would definitely agree with that the most bland romance movie i've ever seen yeah there was no chemistry so the two boys that she that kaya is into is there's tate who is like this good boy scientist smart kid yeah and then there's chase andrews yeah who's the star quarterback which is funny enough they cut away from the actor throwing the football because i'm sure he <gasps> couldn't throw oh that's so, so they they never showed him throwing the football when he was like passing the football back and forth on the beach and i was like ooh. and so one of the things that happens in the book which it does happen like in the first chapter is that chase is found dead at the bottom of a fire tower (laughs) and there is an open grate at the top of the tower Mm -hmm. so it's very clear that he fell through right (sighs) but the police are a little curious about how that happened Mm -hmm. because they're very dumb and they're like well he must have gotten murdered because there's no footprints so he must have gotten murdered Literally, that's all. Yeah, no footprints, no fingerprints. So clearly a murder. Did you notice, though, that they took out the DNA thing? Because. Yes. So they did. when I read the book, they they mentioned that they tested DNA. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bullshit. Literally, when she read that, she put the book down <laughs> and was like, I know that they did not just try to say that there was DNA testing available in the 1960s. And, yeah. So they took the DNA thing they out. They did take the DNA Which thing was out. funny because I was like, yeah. oh, so like everybody knows that. Yeah. That must be like a popular thing. Basically, the timeline of the book is that you get chapters of her growing up and you get a very linear timeline of her growing up. Every five chapters or so is like the police investigation. Okay. And it eventually leads to them arresting Kaya because mm-hmm. she was involved with him mm-hmm. and he kind of jilted her and was engaged to another right. girl. And so they basically come to the conclusion that it's her. Sure. In the movie, <laughs> they decided to cover that entire police investigation, I want to say in a minute and a half. Yeah. I mean, she was definitely arrested within the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. The entirety of their investigation was like, we found red fibers on a shirt and then they go to her house and they look inside her door and they're like, well, there it is clear as day. And there's like a hat <laughs> sitting in there and they like break into her house and then they arrest her because there's like a hat that has red fibers in it, which yeah. like then they, now they've arrested her and they she's really in prison. condensed that it, it was never like a murder mystery of any way, shape mm-hmm. or form. It, they just went straight romance. Yeah. And not only did they go straight romance, they didn't do any of like the coming of age stuff that was in the book of like her loneliness, her Mm -hmm. like resiliency. There are some quote unquote powerful scenes of her as like a child growing up. Um, She has basically this horrible abusive father. Her mother just packs up and leaves one day. just walks 
down the sidewalk and says bye leaves the whole family eventually all of her siblings leave until it's just her and her dad left Mm -hmm. and then they get a letter from the mom mysteriously in the mail and she can't read it Mm -hmm. and the dad reads it burns it and then the next we know he's gone too yep now it's just her now it's just her and again all of that happened really fast very quickly and so they didn't form her as a person because like so much of who Kaya is is the fact that she raised herself and mm-hmm. is the fact that she was abandoned and mm-hmm. is the fact that she literally had to wake up at the crack of dawn to collect muscles. I would have even been okay with like a montage of her like working her ass off as like a small child. Right. But literally they showed her once like and it was working. like it was weird because they didn't even show her it was just like hands and muscles yeah did you notice <laughs> yeah. that like it was like you didn't even see her physically yeah. it was just like her hands in the water getting the muscles out mm-hmm. and so basically they took any character development out of the picture <laughs> for her it's an actress that we both really like mm-hmm. um is it daisy edgar jones uh-huh. so she was in under the banner of heaven which mm-hmm. is a really great show on hulu mm-hmm and she plays a really good character in that like yeah we loved her in that yeah and so i thought maybe she would be the saving grace but i don't think even like if she acted her hardest it would have been saved because they gave nothing to that character it was very little to work with in the screenplay itself as a whole horrible was one of the worst so the woman who co-wrote this with the author of the original book has only written two movies before one is beasts of the southern wild which is was pretty popular i think Mm -hmm. i never saw it and troop zero which i don't have any yeah pretty inexperienced it sure seemed that way it sure showed (laughs) and i think the biggest hint of inexperience was the direction yeah and when we looked into who the director was and what they have directed it was an unfortunate um discovery unfortunate discovery when we went on imdb we found that although we totally support women directors we love it we we love to see it to see it um olivia newman has only directed one episode of fbi One episode of Chicago Fire, one episode of Chicago PD, and two short films. So we are going with somebody who only has TV experience and somebody who is pretty inexperienced just with telling a full feature length story in general. And it showed. It really showed. The pacing was awful. Bleak. Every scene was just three tripods set up it was like a wide a medium yeah. and a close yeah on, and on every scene <laughs> yeah and i was shocked by that because Polly morgan shot the film and she was the dp of a quiet place too which i loved yeah, and which was, was amazing yeah and so i'm not sure if it was like the director and like the director of photography just weren't like jiving Meshing. with each other yeah. or what happened but like I have never been more bored by the production design mm-hmm. and the cinematography in a movie for like a very long time. That was one of the most boring things I've watched in a long time. 
really and truly was. But you know what's so funny, though? Hmm. They tricked people. She tricked them. <laughs> it was Trixie. Because there was some little oak trees and there were oh. some little marshlands. And the rest of the people in the room with us were very impressed. They're just like, oh, look at that. Do you see that? Do you see? Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. That tree. Which is funny because like we live in Charleston and mm-hmm. so like we could just walk outside. Like we could <laughs> like, literally just drive 30 minutes away and see something more beautiful than that. Right. Just go outside, guys. Just touch some grass. Yeah. It was just giving basic. I also think a lot of the people that were in the movie with us had the worst case of confirmation bias right. possible Correct. because we were in a movie that was more packed than every Marvel movie we've seen this year. Shoulder to shoulder with Debbie and Karen and Debbie was coughing all over me and (laughs) spilling her popcorn on my feet. If you get COVID, it was definitely (laughs) Debbie. God, it was was Debbie. And you know when you go to put popcorn in your mouth Uh and like some of it falls? Every time (laughs) she ate popcorn, a piece fell on my foot. On your foot? I was thinking it was going to be on like her bosom or something. No, on my foot with my open toe sandals on. (laughs) So Debbie probably gave me COVID. Which was funny. I feel like she actually wasn't sick. I think she choked on she her popcorn. She did choke on her popcorn. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm 90% sure oh that I God. like witnessed it happen. And that was one of my favorite things though about like our theater experience was like us like pushing our arms against each other because we couldn't laugh out loud because there were so many like really really dramatic reactions to stuff that was happening on screen that was very bland very very bland as somebody that read the book i can confidently say that the book is better than this movie okay i can say with 100 percent confidence there is a lot of redeeming qualities about the book that I'm, I understand why a certain demographic likes it. Okay, fair. But it was really shocking how bad that movie was. Yeah. I'm not sure how it has a 33% because I've seen horror movies with like 17% that are better than that. And you want to know what? You know how you said the last song you think is better? Uh-huh. I looked up the Rotten Tomato score for that. 20%. I swear to God, the last give it time, dude. Give it time. I think this is this this tomato meter is rapidly plunging. Yeah. One of the most awkward things that I took away from the audience's reaction was there is some criticism of the book, which I a thousand percent agree with, which is about the representation of black characters Mm. in the book. There's two black characters. It's a man and a wife. The man's name is Jumpin. I hate that jumping and also we find out later in the movie his name he has a real name which of course he does right his name isn't jumping but that's what all the white people call him right and jumping and mabel Mabel. yeah and And his name is like james madison and i'm like why aren't they calling him james because they had to call him jumping i hate it you remember the the controversy around the help where it was like mm-hmm. you they basically made caricatures of these yes. black women who yes. had like very important jobs. Yes. And like they basically turned it into a caricature mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. It was like this, but like so much worse. Worse. So, so, so much so worse. So much worse. Basically, they turned these two black characters who in the book, yes, they are also represented very horribly. But in the book, they they play more as like they understand what it's like to be an outcast okay okay they live in 
the quote-unquote colored side of town. Okay. And they work in the like white part of town with okay. this store that he owns. So we did not have that established at all. Not at all. Movie. And so they understand her because they're like, you're an outcast in sure. the town. We're outcasts in the town. Sure. And they also respect the fact that like getting CPS involved is not going to actually help her. Right. And so they like assist in basically hiding her from yeah, they CPS protect her. and protect her. And so there are those like small redeeming qualities in the book mm-hmm. that like, despite the stereotypical representation of like how they talk and the, mm. and the name and all that, you at least get like their reasoning and their like heart. Okay. And they are actual human beings. This movie, I was a little bit grossed out. I was by gonna say it. it was kind of hard to watch. To yeah. be honest, it made me uncomfy. Yeah, made me really uncomfy, especially when people were laughing because I was just I like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like this at all." It was like they had to make every scene with them a punchline. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and it was just it basically didn't need to be. No, you know what else I didn't like? That was mm. a weird choice. Not a single person in that movie had the same Southern accent. (laughs) No, they didn't. And And some of them had no accent at all. Yep. The whole time I was like, okay, so they made made it very clear from the beginning that it was set in North Carolina. Uh We live in South Carolina. I was born and raised in South Carolina. I'm pretty familiar with how people talk in North Carolina. Right. I can pretty much say with 100% certainty that no one in that movie sounded like they were from North Carolina. (laughs) absolutely not so what the hell was that and none of them like barely any of them even sounded southern at all right clearly because this is in the book too clearly delia owens also does not have access to the american south or a map right because the city that they always go to uh-huh. is Asheville, which they live on the coast of north carolina to get to Asheville from the coast of north carolina you have to drive through Wilmington, Fayetteville, Charlotte, you could technically pass Winston-Salem. You could go past Greensboro. And then at the very end, other end of the state, literally the other end of the state is Asheville. Okay. And they mention going to Asheville like multiple times. Multiple and times. Greenville, which is in South Carolina. <laughs> which is or is directly there Greenville, North Carolina also? I don't, I don't know, know, but I'm assuming it's Greenville, South Carolina, which... They said that even like the bus times wouldn't work because Greenville <laughs> is on the other side of South Carolina from the coast of North Carolina. Oh, it would be like a six and a half hour drive, maybe seven. Delia. And so, which of course, this whole thing is that in her murder investigation is that, you know, he died in the middle of the night uh-huh. because the time of death placed his death at like one forty or something like yeah, that like basically 2 a.m and the night that he died she was in greenville and they basically made the claim that she had a late night dinner got <laughs> on the bus from greenville drove all the way to the coast of north carolina and then drove all the way back to greenville and was there for breakfast in the morning, which like the timing of that, it would have been like 14 hours. So not only was there very few murder mystery elements 
the murder mystery elements that were there were not even feasible. Were slacking. Not even feasible. And what's funny is that, like, we're going to drop the ultimate spoiler here. <laughs> she did kill him. She killed him. We're supposed to, like, you're supposed to think, and as the reader and as the audience, like, oh, well, that's not possible. She didn't kill him. Right. It, it, like, she was all the Checks way in out. Greenville. She was on the bus. You know, the bus drivers didn't recognize her, which they didn't even bring the bus drivers in. There's like this whole thing with the bus drivers in the book. Yeah. Where there was like an old woman on the bus. So you know that like she dressed up as an old woman. Oh, creepy. Right. There's so many parts what that they the could have put in. I'm like the woman, the gif of the woman, like looking at all the math <laughs> figures right yeah. now. Like this is not adding up. But Delia. like Delia, honey, there was no DNA she testing. She said it doesn't the- have to add up. Did you go to school? She did. She She's a little <laughs> conservationist who oh, apparently okay. her stepson may have murdered somebody in Zambia. This play is about her. This is like, you know, when like OJ <laughs> wrote the book that was like, if I did it. <laughs> Delia was like, if somebody was to murder somebody in Zambia, they might have. <laughs> but it's, you know, she's going to put it in, the, it in, in North a book. Carolina and picked random cities out random characters and cities and made it a nice little cute romance jeez the only other thing i really want to know why in the fuck (laughs) where the crawdad sing is a thing way out yonder where the crawdad for those of you who are not from the south a crawdad Mm -hmm. also called a crayfish or crawfish or crawdaddy Mm -hmm. it's like a little mini lobster it looks like a little lobster, like a right. little baby lobster. Yeah, like the ones you put in like a seafood boil. We had them as class pets when I was in third grade. Aww. And we fed them hot dogs. And they then, eat hot dogs? Yeah, like little pieces of hot dogs. And we kept them in a tank for like a week. And then we like released them back out into the creek. Huh. This is just hashtag growing up in the South. Right. They don't sing. <laughs> they don't make little like creaking noises or anything? They don't make sounds. So... What does that even what mean? What the then? fuck does it mean? Way out yonder. And then the book, it was way out yonder where the crawdads sing. And they said it multiple times in the movie as well. Mm-hmm. If someone knows the answer to that, and maybe this is me not being Southern enough, like maybe that's like a phrase that people say in the South or something. It might be. But crawdads don't sing. Listen, Delia was too busy being in zambia she's currently running from the zambia police by the way i know she's so busy so like she's just like making shit up as she goes she clearly was just like you know what in this world crawdads sing in this world there is dna evidence in the 60s (laughs) and in this world a girl can get from greenville to the coast of north carolina (laughs) in like three hours i wish i could say that there was a positive because i do in these episodes that we aren't super fans i yeah. do try to find a positive um uh, i genuinely can't find one no even the music i could you even like what even was it I was there were... music <laughs> was there oh my god did they not have a soundtrack <laughs> surely there was music if there was i don't remember it, it. was completely immemorable because i don't remember it I can't even call a single. No. This was, guys, I'm sorry. There's just not a positive thing to say. Honestly, like the costumes were terrible. Um, yeah. Some of the male outfits looked like they just bought a polo shirt from Kohl's <laughs> and put it on them. 
<laughs> right? Am I right? Yes, that's why I'm laughing. It's so accurate. Some of like the female dresses were fine, but like the men literally looked like they just like went to Kohl's real quick and like had some Kohl's cash. Everything <laughs> was bad. And to top it off, the reveal at the end when you find out that she was a murderer, there was no shock. No. There was no like build up to it. So basically he the husband Tate, so mm-hmm. after she gets away with murder basically. Right. The husband finds the shell that Chase Andrews wore around his neck. Yes. Tucked away in a book after Kaya dies. Mm-hmm. Which symbolizes or not symbolizes it's the proof that like she killed, she him. killed him and then put this thing in the in the cutout of a book. Yes. And what was interesting is that when I read the book, I was like, oh cool, like this is finally like the twist. And uh-huh. I was like, oh shit, like we finally got to the part that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, correct me if I'm wrong, but did it play a little bit to you like a sweet moment yes i was just gonna say it was like they tied it up in a little bow with the shell necklace yeah and i was like wait but that was us finding out that she killed him that was why finding was out it that cute? she hid the fact that she murdered somebody and like they made it cute because like the husband finds it and then he takes the shell back to her favorite beach and like drops it and in the ocean right i'm not even giving this a popcorn no we didn't get a popcorn the popcorn machine was broken yeah there was just kernels left from the day before in the popcorn machine bleak unfortunately this week was not great but we were prepared for it we were mentally yeah but we are incredibly excited for next week yes Um, excited and stoked and can't wait we are big jordan peele Mm -hmm. horror fans um he has not missed yet nope no (gasps) Oh my god! I didn't Perfect even do transition. that on purpose. That's so funny. So we are seeing next week Jordan Peele's Nope, which we are very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, that episode will be dropping next Saturday. Unfortunately, the show times were very odd for yes. Thursday night, and we could not find a show time that would work for our sexuals. So we'll see you guys next Saturday. And we are super excited for that episode. Hopefully, Jordan Peele continues to not miss. Yes, I have the highest faith in him. And you know what? If he does miss, you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to go way out yonder. Where the crowd ad saying. <laughs> have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the ride home. <laughs> <laughs>